are looking for updates on anything Autism Mom related to this channel, please visit my Facebook page, Alex Cormier, Dash Author, and Autism Mama. Thank you and stay tuned for updates. Hey everybody. So we are here and the only reason I know what day it is is that my computer told me when I turned it on for the first time in a while. It is the weekend. It is the long weekend here in Canada. Uh, in the area that I live in, we call it hiking day weekend. Um, and it's a lot different this year, as we can only imagine. Well, we don't even have to imagine because it's right in front of us everywhere. So, this is kind of a reboot to my old podcast. The only reason that I didn't continue with it is I forgot all my information for it. And in the midst of trying to find it and trying to work it out, I just said to hell with it and made a new one. So, thankfully, I wrote down the information for this one. And hopefully I remember where I put it because my mom brain is real and has purely existed, I swear to God, since the moment I got pregnant with my first. What is the base of this podcast? The base of the podcast is, if you're going to look at it like the heart and the home of it, it is going to be motherhood, autism, and anything life-related to deal with that and other stuff. I don't really leave anything off the table because if there's a certain topic or a certain experience that I have and I want to chat about it, I'm going to do that. But that is the heart and home of this. So if you are a parent or a friend or someone who works in the field of autism and special needs, then this might be for you. I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be for, but if you're listening, I thank you because I enjoy doing this and it's one of the things I want to keep on doing. I hit the pause button for a little while when everything kind of went wrong with the world. I needed a minute. Well, in fact, I needed nine weeks because yesterday marked nine weeks of quarantine for our family. How is everybody doing with that? Because I'm kind of in the middle. Um, and I kind of thought about this metaphor for everything that I want to say and explain just how I see it. You may agree with me. You may not agree with me, but it's just when I was, I keep seeing what it comes down to is I keep seeing people po posting and saying we are all on the same boat. We are all on the same boat. I disagree with this statement. How do I see it? Well, I see it kind of like a big, big storm. There's this huge, big storm, and we are all in this storm. I'm with that statement. But I think we are all in our own boats, with our families, with our own life experiences, with how we were tooled and, you know, shaped in life to deal with things. And I think there's these, the population of the world, we're all in these boats in the same storm, but all our boats are very different. Hopefully that made sense. Like my boat is built differently than yours by everything I've been through in my life, by my family dynamic, by all these factors. So the one thing that I do say that I think is the common, is there will be a rainbow at the end of the storm. I know that's overused, but it's the truth. 
it's there's no other way you can put it to really sum up what the journey of this will conclude to I do feel like we will all dock on the same shore and we will all be able to embrace again but it will be different it's kind of like any Disney movie or any movie you see honestly any adventure story that you see when people go off on a boat they never come back the same Everybody who goes off on that boat, whether it's in life, in a movie, in a TV show, when they come back, they are not the same person. And I don't think any of us will be. And there are things we've had to learn. There are things that we may have had to deal with that we didn't have to deal with before all this. We may have even come to learn stuff about ourselves that we didn't like or that we like more. I'm seeing how differently my children deal with this. Um... And not that I expected, I knew it would shake Emmett up, and I'm not saying that it wouldn't and I thought everything would be great, but there are certain things that our children can show us are the core of the importance of what matters. But it's funny, on the other wing of it, Sam, who is three, could care less about what's, excuse me, going on. Sam is like, as long as Sam is the, if the pillar of our family, the four of us, like if you put the four of us lined up, Jason, me, Emmett, and Sam, Sam is handling this the best out of all of us. Sam, as long as there is food, and as long as there is food, we are, just have to have food and a lot of snacks, and the kid is fine. Everything else doesn't matter. He doesn't care if he gets dressed every day. He doesn't care about all these other things that we're really not getting to do. He is just happy with his goldfish crackers or mashed potatoes or whatever else he's into that day. There are certain things that I do miss. If we're going to look at the pillar of, like I said, if you line the four of us up, we're all dealing with it in our own ways. Emmett would be, Emmett is kind of in the middle because... Emmett wants to go and do things that we used to do, but he can't comprehend why we can't. And I'm going to say this, and parents will agree or disagree, and you do whatever you want to do. Because, like I said, we're all on our own boat, and it's built by our own life experiences and how we are built. Because none of us are the same. We haven't had a discussion about a virus or anything like that with our kids like Sam is three, I don't really see the point, and that's I'm not belittling him because some people are some people may think that. I don't know. I don't see the point. <laughs> He's three. He doesn't he is just figuring out where his nose is. This is where we're at. This is just us. And maybe others. Maybe you're listening to me and going, Oh my gosh, I'm so with you. Emmett, it would just cause fear and anxiety and make him nervous and question and be worried. So why am I going to put that on my kid? Certainly some kids, because I've been a witness to it of videos and different things like that via social media, of course, because we haven't seen anybody. There are some kids who are his age that look at the scientific part of it and are perfectly good. But I think the parent would know enough about their child to know that they would handle it better. And for us personally, it's just not a conversation we have. Emmett is aware that we are home. Emmett is aware that 
he and Sam have not left our property in nine weeks. Like I said, that's crazy. But the reason why this is, is there's a lot of people going, well, you could take him for walks and we can't with Emmett because Emmett does not understand social distancing. And I'm sure that there are a lot of autism parents who have decided to possibly tune into this that get that. Their kiddo, we are not putting them lower. We are not saying it in a bad way. But Emmett just don't get it. Emmett wants to talk to people and wants to be around people as close as he can be. And he's very, very social. When we have a package dropped off, he wants to hug the delivery man before he goes back to the truck. So... We can't really announce when something gets dropped off because now where he hasn't seen anybody, he's really, really wanting that connection. And if you look at the big picture of autism, it's kind of fantastic that he wants that much human connection. It's fantastic that he actually wants to communicate and be with people. Because when he was like two and three, I wasn't sure that he would ever want to because he was social and he was happy and he liked his people he was around. But as far as strangers... He was very, he observed more than he initiated. And now all he wants to do is initiate. We've gone to almost the other way. So that part has been hard. That is the part that is the little difficult chapter in this because, yeah, because obviously, and even in our community is, is now open to bubbles. And it sounds such a weird term, but this is what it is. It's just what it is. You can have one other, you can be connected now to one other immediate family household. Well, our choice is obviously my mother, but she lives four hours away. And she actually, if you do not know me, then you wouldn't know this. My mother actually recovered lightly. I'm going to use the word recovered lightly because she's still battling some stuff. But my mother recovered from covid almost a month ago now and obviously she lives four hours away but because of this she's been battling pneumonia and we're like almost two months after her being diagnosed with COVID so she's still actually dealing with kind of after effects of the damn thing it's evil it, and it's so many other words that I don't want to even think about right now but that's the only bubble we have and it's kind of gone. Like, unless she is 100% better and she may venture, because we don't live close, it puts a certain barriers up, as a lot of you can probably understand. Because I know a lot of people who may not live where we're at, but their parents do and they live away. So it's hard. Emmett misses his grandmother. Emmett doesn't understand why. But... The beauty of this is, is if this had happened a certain amount of years ago, we wouldn't have video calling and we wouldn't have stuff. And I'm really surprised and grateful that he's handled video call so well. My mother will video call on Facebook and he loves it and he doesn't have a meltdown afterwards. And when we were introducing it, the first thing in my mind was, oh God, he's going to have a meltdown. Now, has he had meltdowns through, like since this? Yes. He's had a lot, but as the weather gets nicer, as he's able to kind of get out a lot of his, I don't even want to say frustration, but the more he can regulate, and you probably are familiar with that term, but the more he can regulate himself, 
with moving because he is a big, he's very physical as far as regulating. He needs to jump and swing and move as much as he can. Well, we just set up the trampoline, so we're hoping with that and a few other things that he'll feel better and he'll feel more regulated and all that. So that's Emmett. That's what it's been there. The small thing I didn't realize was such a big thing was when you have an autistic child who only eats like two things and then a pandemic happens, it was already hard and you already had to kind of buy a lot of what they like because it's the only thing they would eat. And now we're in this state that it's like, I buy more of what he eats just a little bit more each time when I go out because it's all he does. And, I, and I've and i gone to places where they haven't had what he eats. And it's it puts this pit in your stomach a little bit like, oh my goodness, he eats two things. What if one of them runs out? There's all these fears that I had no idea that I would actually have. Because then we get to me. My biggest fear growing up was two things. It was kind of two fears wrapped in one. I've always been terrified of the weather and I've always been terrified of a pandemic happening. So when you tune into the news and all the things in the world and you see that in the Morgan Freeman movie, all these little first signs of things happening and contagion, that's just two movies out of the lot that are out there, but there, most people know these ones. When you start seeing the news and you start seeing the red flags and it feels like you're at the beginning of that movie, I did not handle it well. I really didn't. I actually am still not handling it the best, but I'm a hell of a lot better than I was nine weeks ago or past that. I found myself watching the news constantly. I found myself not sleeping, not eating as much as I should be, and just being in a constant, like, flight risk. Like, I was in that constant, It my body felt like it was, you know, that, like, f fight or flight mode that your body goes into? My body was just constantly in it for the first couple of weeks. And it was super hard and terrifying and I was really disappointed in myself because I assumed that I would handle this stuff better. And I know that my track record as a worrier is not exactly gold stars across the board, but I still felt that because I was a mother, I could be better at it. And I'm not going to lie to anybody. I wasn't. And I'm still not as good as I think I could be. Like I'm, I'm watching... And maybe they're, they feel it too. They're just not saying it. But I'm watching all these moms that I know. And I'm like, how the hell are you handling this? And a lot of them are frontliners. And they're just doing it. And they're just powering through and all this stuff. And I'm here. I am fortunate enough to be home. I am fortunate enough that my husband is currently now home. Um, he was working. But they were working from home. And then... Um, he was working at a term, so the term ended. And so it's worked out in our favor as far as being as safe as we could be. We are as safe 
if not safer than a lot of families because we literally only have to go out for essentials. We literally only have to do, like I said, one maybe a small run one week and a big trip every second week. And that would be myself running to get milk at the corner store or our grocery order. Like I said, like it's just those things. How is everything now nine weeks in? I find like as each week went on, we've got, it's almost like stages of grief. You go, it's not necessarily grief. You might be feeling grief because of the loss of things. There's been so much loss of life around this world now that it's just, if you sit, it doesn't mean you can't give respect and show your emotions for it because we're all carrying it and it's very heavy some days, but I don't think we can live there. It doesn't mean we don't acknowledge any of these souls that have been taken away in such a tragic way. But if you pack up and live there, it's not going to be good for your mental state to get through this. And I had to kind of teach myself that. The steps that I've taken personally are I stopped watching the news. I used to sit and watch our prime minister do his splur every day. Not to say splur because he was giving good information, but I haven't watched that in probably five weeks or even more, actually, the more that I think about it. I used to watch our live stream every day and now I just kind of get the information from a friend or I look up just on our government website the basic of if there's any new information. The biggest announcement, truth be told, in weeks was yesterday when they announced that bubble thing that I explained which changes nothing for us. So it really wasn't a big announcement for us. I found myself this morning scrolling through social media, watching all these reunions, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm 50-50 with them. Maybe 60-40. The 50 or 60%, I am internally grateful and humbled and very emotional because there are some people who have not seen, sorry, there are some people who, like, well, I'll even say ourselves. I haven't seen my mother in over two months now, which is the longest we've ever gone. And so I'm watching people in those scenarios reunite and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And I think it's going to build a lot of better relationships for people. They'll appreciate their parents and grandparents and other family members more due to all of this. But then there's the other percent that I'm scared somebody's going to slip up. I'm scared because we can't predict things as much as we think we can. And I don't mean that this rainbow that I talk about is not at the end of the storm, but it's the battle through the storm that I pray every day goes to the best of our ability. Especially for our country. Especially for the province I live in. And that's not excluding people, but at the end of the day, when we look at everything, that's another step I had to take. I kept looking around the world and around the world, and as much as I think that's important to acknowledge, I had to start focusing local. I had to start focusing on solely my province and just our progress, because something that is happening across the world may not directly affect my family. It may in some ways, because I know everything is connected, but I just for my stress level and for the worries that I was carrying, I had to just go to local. 
And not that there is no worries locally, because this is what I mean. They made this announcement yesterday, and there was all these gatherings of people. All these gatherings. Parks filled up, and all I think about is about a second wave. Because there's going to be one. There's going to be waves until we have a vaccine for this damn thing. So, right now, all I can do is pray that the majority are smart, have common sense. And yeah, that's all I can do. And have faith that the majority will just know. We aren't changing our routine. We aren't. We aren't changing a damn thing. And then I get to Jason. And Jason's kind of a mix between Sam and Emmett and me. He's kind of like, he's the one out of this whole thing that several parts are mixed together. He misses, he misses being able to work full time and that routine of it. He likes to keep busy. And as busy as we are at home, it's a different busy. I can see that. He misses that. He can't just run up and, you know, go have a chat at the coffee shop with somebody and grab a coffee. He's been making his coffee from home since week two. Because you do you, but in the midst of this, like I said, we've taken our own steps to try and be as safe as we can. So he's been making his coffee at home for eight weeks now. Like, after the, he went up a couple of times the first week, and when he came home, he said... And they closed it to just the drive through the week after, so it is what it is. But he said, I just, there's a lot of people up there, and I just don't feel, if I have, I don't feel I need to go there and necessarily possibly get exposed if I don't have to. I never thought in a million years I would see that man drink coffee made at home. Especially instant coffee. Never thought in my whole life I'd see that. And then there's this part of him that he's happy to be home, spend more time with the kids. We get to sleep in a little bit. That sounds very silly, but it means a lot when your kids are up super early every morning. And now they're sleeping till 7.30 and 8, which is, you feel like you've gone to a spa. And he's getting more stuff done with the house, things like that. So, yeah, that's where we're at. We're at this place that it's hard. There's been adjustments, but then we're trying to look at all the silver linings. We both recognize how hard it's been in areas, but we're trying to figure out things. And one of the things we just figured out was Jason goes for a walk every morning and that's like his thing to do every day. I've been struggling because I'm doing everything I was the exact same way I was before well, besides certain things, let's subtract like the library and the gro and taking the kids to the grocery store and out for walks. Different things like that are gone. So I've been doing everything else the same. And my mother even said to me, like, nothing can stay necessarily the same. Like, you're doing the same thing every day. That's why you feel like something is missing or something is, you know, because I gave up writing. I, I didn't give it up permanently. Let me rephrase that. Like I hit pause on my writing because I didn't feel inspired. I didn't feel passionate. I didn't feel all these things that I felt before. And that's what was missing for me. It was as silly as it is, but 
if you know me, it, there's just things that make me feel good and things that I'm passionate about, and that's doing this little podcast, working on my next book and getting it wrapped up so that I can celebrate that this year, publish another book. There are things like that that I want to bring out again. So we actually sat down and we're trying to figure out how I could do it because I no longer have an office in our house. And here's the thing. Some people will disagree because I've had another parent say to me that I was crazy, but I gave up my office for my kids. I had the office in there and then I decided to, we end up with a toy room. I'm not getting into all that. Pretty well, our kids needed more space. So I gave up my office space for the kids, which to me is a natural thing to do. And it is for a lot of people, but some people would say, why didn't you keep something for yourself? I don't need a lot. I need a quiet space to think, to write, to talk, like I am now, which is rare. It's rare as a stay-at-home mother anyway, but it's really rare when it's quarantine and you really, really are hunkered down at home. But this is the blessing in the midst of it. My husband says to me, I don't understand why you don't go in the hut. He said, like, pick, go out every day at whatever time you want. Maybe like an hour, an hour and a half, do what you're going to do. And like, take that time to do the stuff you want to do. And if you're wondering, if you don't know, we, it's called the hut. It technically is my mother's in this way. It is just like a more fancy baby burn tarp thing type thing tarp thing oh my god my words but it's a little nicer like there's a bed in it and a little love seat and this is where they stay when they come home to visit well obviously there's no visiting going right now and even if there was I could probably still come out here and at the same time it's going to evolve over the years it's going to go to a place where when they do live in our town eventually because they plan on retiring here I may create a space out here that's a mix for all of us that's something that can still remain as somewhere somebody can stay but I might do up a corner that will be my workspace for writing for this for little things right now I'm sitting on the bed and I'm recording my podcast and it's quiet here it's a little chilly <laughs> but it's not so chilly that I can't stand it or anything. And it's giving me back what I've been trying to search and hunt for that has come, has created this unbalance for me. Here's the thing. I did not expect to vent this much and to chat about so much of like quarantine and all that stuff, but this is what we're living right now. This is everybody's reality, and it's not going away anytime soon. They can lift all the stuff that they want. But we're looking at probably the next year living differently. All of us. They can lift certain things back up, but there's that underlying underbelly feeling that until there is a vaccine, this is life. This is life right now. Now, don't worry. My podcast is not just going to literally be about quarantine and COVID and all that stuff. This is just the first episode of getting back on my feet. And this happens to be a time frame where all that stuff is kind of happening right now and at the forefront of my brain. 
because when I think about it, there are people who are way in such poor, bad places right now. We are very fortunate. We are lucky. As much as I just vented about feelings and struggles and different things like that, there are people who are still in worst case scenarios and I can't, I, uh, I, I, like I said, I can't even get the words together because some days when I feel like, so like this giant dim light of sorts, I think about people who, like I have so much more than a lot of people. So why the hell do I feel like this? At the same time, I do think we are allowed to feel this way sometimes. I'm not saying that just because you have food to eat, a warm bed at night, that you can't have that moment where you want to fall apart. Because that goes hand in hand with things too. You can't just say you're not allowed to feel that because you're so fortunate and lucky. I do think there is that percentage that we are human and no matter where we are at in life or our situations or our home base, if any... I do think we need that moment. I just don't think we need to live there. And that's what I honestly and truthfully have been trying to work on. In these over two months of this, I've discovered a lot about myself as a mother, as a wife, as a daughter, as a friend. I've discovered that I've discovered the people that I want, like the people that I if somebody said you need to pick, you know, these four people besides the ones that live in my house to come and, you know, spend time with in that circle of your life, I can name them now. And that sounds terrible, but you just, you really get to the grid of people. It's showing people's true colors. And I don't mean it in a way of like meanness. I mean it in a way of when a, when a wound is raw and open that's when you see it. When it starts to heal, you can still see everything inside of it and you have a better idea on how to make it heal. And it's kind of like that now with humanity. You're really seeing people in their raw, wounded state and how they deal with that shows a lot. I can't put into words the kindness I've experienced as much as I have been down the kindness that I have experienced in these last eight weeks has been phenomenal. I have somebody who has dropped off that one food that Emmett, one of two foods Emmett eats on my doorstep. I have had um, my best mom friend drop things off and throw extra things in for my kids. Just so much. It's not about the stuff. It's nothing to do with that. It's to do with the fact that somebody actually put through their brain. Oh my gosh, they should need that. This fairy thing that's going on. My kids got fairied. I got fairied. I am going to get to sit down tonight, have a glass of wine, and actually just be for a minute. And it's all because somebody dropped wine on my step. And now hear me out. I don't drink. I really don't. The last time I drank was probably a glass of wine a year ago. Before that, it was a bottle of Mike's Heart on my 30th birthday. And before that, it was 2015, the night that Samuel was conceived. That's right. So when you're looking at the big picture, I just don't, I'm not against it. It's just not something that's, 
It's not something that's like in my routine. But somebody actually understood that. And it sounds so much deep. It sounds silly, but it's like deep to me in this way. A couple of people actually understood that, you know what? I do want to have a glass of wine very soon at some point and just be for a minute and enjoy the kids will be in bed and just enjoy a regular, I don't know, moment with my husband that everything feels like we've been fighting in survival mode. I just mean like we're doing everything we're doing, but everything is focused around the bad stuff. Like, I bring groceries home, I do a grocery list, but we do a grocery list based on the store. Like, nothing is normal anymore. And here's the thing. I don't want it to go back to normal. I don't want it to stay like it is, but I don't want all the normal back. There was a lot of toxic shit in that normal. So I think as far as the globe, as far as our country, I think it should be a halfway mark. I think it should be certain things that... We got to let Mother Earth breathe. We got to let her... She's coming back to life right in front of us because the biggest virus in this whole goddamn thing is humans. And that's just me stating something that I won't get into because it's a whole other event. I hope that I have not scared you away from this because I've talked a lot of random and all over the place. But as I come to the end of this first episode of just... A chat. Just a chat this week. That's all it is. Is a chat about everything going on. We're not alone. We have each other even though we feel alone sometimes. Our kids are going to be fine even though they're walking through this stuff too and we have to remember that. We have to remember that they're human and they have feelings and this isn't normal for them. This is like a whole thing for them. And each kid deals with it differently. My two, completely different. Sam, untouched. Emmett, very confused. But getting better in ways. So, the next episode that will air will be um, a read aloud of Jump With Both Feet that will start this week as well. And, um, or this upcoming week, because it's Saturday, so next week, I suppose. I will be doing a read aloud for that, and I will be back for a regular episode. So that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a regular episode every week, and a read aloud episode every week until we finish Jump With Both Feet. When I finish Jump With Both Feet, if I have enough feedback that you would like me to read the second book to that series, I will do that as well. But I'm going to see how everybody feels about hearing the first one. I hope this made sense. I hope I didn't sound like too much of a crazy lady, but it really felt therapeutic today to kind of sit out here today and just hash out some stuff, talk some shit out, because we all need that right now. Please be safe. Keep your hearts open. Keep kindness going, even if it's virtually. Have common sense with this whole bubble thing, if it's in your area. Have common sense anyway. Keep washing your hands, all that fun stuff, but remember to take care of you and that your kids' kids are resilient. So if you have kids and they're kind of going through things, you might be a mom home with a newborn who doesn't know a thing in the world 
And my God, as hard as a newborn day can be, that will be glorious. Because newborns in that new stage... And I had... I, I didn't have the easiest newborns, but... Enjoy the time if you are getting that chance to be home with them on your chest and just breathe. I know you have a lot of worries. I know having the baby in the middle of a pandemic or just before or during, however it is, I can't even imagine how you would feel. But know you have a special place in my heart and know that I'm with you as best as I can be. Because I see a lot of posts, especially recently, of new moms and... Families can't come around too much and things like that. And it's all together a different experience. There's a lot of stuff that's been taken away. So look after your mental health. Enjoy that new baby. And remember to take time to breathe with hopefully some help from others or your partner. Love, light to everybody. I will see you again for another episode. If there's anything you would like me to discuss, motherhood, autism related... Even my thoughts on certain things. I am not anybody special, but if there's something that you're curious of my feelings on, let me know. Um, you can, I believe at the beginning of this podcast, it said my Facebook page. You can reach me on there. Alex Cormier dash author and autism mama. Hit me up on there and I will get back to you. Thanks and have a great weekend, everybody. For everybody in my area. Have a great hiking day weekend.